Hello and welcome to the 90th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Vocabulary, pronunciation, expressions, speaking. How can you improve your speaking? Imitate me. Some people say, but I have no opportunity to speak. Well, you do here. Just imitate me. I have a question. If I ask you, what's your background? What do you understand? What's your background? Well, today we're going to look a little bit at the word background because it really has to do with experience. If I talk about background, I'm talking primarily about your experience in an area somewhere. It could be your education. It could be your family experience, your academic experience, your musical experience, your musical background. So what's your background? Well, I will tell you my background. I have a background in communication. I have a background in history. I have a background in business. So it depends on what we're talking about. But from a professional standpoint, I have a background in business. I have a background in banking. I have a background in communication. What's your background? Now, if somebody asks you about your ethnic background, they're asking you about your cultural heritage where your family line comes from. Are you Irish? Are you Indian? Are you Asian? What's your ethnic background? So again, this term background refers to your experience regarding education and living conditions too. What's your background? Well, she comes from a modest background or they come from a wealthy background. So are you beginning to understand how we use background? We use it for your experience regarding education. If somebody asks you, what's your educational background? You would give them information about where you studied, where you went to school, what university you went to. And if somebody is asking you about your background in general during a job interview, most likely they are asking you about your job experience. Background. Okay, so that's kind of a general look at background. That's what we consider background to be in terms of experience. What does the word background mean when we talk about a photograph or a picture or a painting? Hey, can you see that in the background? I see the farmer in the foreground. I see a couple people standing there in the foreground of the painting. But what's in the background? Background, of course, refers to the back part or the back section of what's behind the foreground. What about the expression in the background? Don't focus on me. I don't want to be noticed. Please don't focus on me. I don't want to be noticeable. I don't want to stand out. I want to be here in the background. So to be in the background also refers to not being noticed. You don't want to stand out. Some people prefer this. Maybe at the office, at work. Some people like to be noticed. Some people like to be in the forefront. Or some people like to stand out. Other people like to be in the background. Okay, so that's another use of background. Also, what about music? When you listen to a song, you can hear the most important instruments. You can hear the piano. You can hear the guitar. You can hear the bass. You can hear the vocals, of course. But if you listen very carefully... If you listen very carefully, listen, can you hear that? It's in the background. Yeah, there's a harp in the background. 
Can you hear it? So background here refers to the sounds that you can hear behind the other sounds that are louder. When you listen to a song, the dominant instruments are the ones you hear the most. They're the ones that are being played the loudest. But if you listen very carefully, you can hear other instruments in the background. And another interesting use of the word background, and I like this one, it refers to the conditions that existed before another event happened. Imagine, for example, we are the managers of a large corporation and we make a decision to hire more people, more employees, because right now is a great time. The economic conditions are great right now. So we are going to make the decision to hire more employees because of the great economic situation. So our decision to hire more people was made against a background of strong economic growth. Please repeat that. Our decision to hire more employees was made against a background of strong economic growth. And listen to the preposition we use. Our decision was made against a background of strong economic growth. So background in this example refers to the conditions that existed before we made a decision or before we took a decision. Remember, in the United States, we usually use the word make with the word decision. You make a decision. So again, the background here refers to the overall conditions that existed when we made that decision. And in this case, we decided to hire more people against a background of strong economic growth because we needed more talent. We needed more people. The economy was booming when we made that decision. And then, of course, if we look at foreground, you could argue that it's the opposite of background. As I mentioned, the background of a photograph or a painting or a picture is what is behind what we see in the front. So foreground, in this case, would be the opposite. If something is in the foreground, we see it up front. Whether it's a picture or a photograph or a painting, something that's in the foreground refers to what's nearest to you as the viewer. How do you spell foreground? F-O-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D. Please repeat, F-O-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D, foreground. How are your letters, by the way? It's time for me to ask you about your letters. The G and the J, the Y, the U. <laughs> there are a few tricky ones, right? I hope by now you're not having any problems with the G and the J. Please get that fixed, right? For, hey, why did I just say for? Because I'm golfing. What happened? I shanked the ball. Please repeat, I shanked the ball. Now, I'm interested in knowing, can you identify that verb just by the way it sounds? Shank. If I say shank, how do you spell that word? S-H-A-N-K. Now, it's very informal, but it is very much used in the sport of golf. So you don't want to shank the ball in golf because to shank means to hit the golf ball with the heel of the club and the ball goes in the wrong direction. So if you hit the ball in the wrong direction, you have to warn the people who are ahead of you on the golf course. What do you say? For, man, I can't believe that. I shanked the ball again. So that's that warning that you yell to warn the people in front of you that the ball might hit them. 
because you shanked it. And remember how we pronounced that in the past. I shanked it. Now, it doesn't end in a T. Of course, in the past, it's spelled S-H-A-N-K-E-D, but it sounds like a T. Shanked. And one last question here. How do you spell for? Nope, it's not F-O-U-R. Nope, it's not F-O-R. In this case, of course, it's F-O-R-E. Please go back and listen to this podcast very carefully. Imitate me. I really mean that because if you imitate me and you really try to pronounce the words just like I do, slowly and little by little, your pronunciation will improve, your speaking will improve, your vocabulary will improve. Why will your vocabulary improve? Because you are practicing new words. Even if it doesn't make any sense, you might think, well, I don't need to say that word, or it doesn't make any sense to say that word, or why am I using this expression now? Do it anyway. That way, you will consolidate this new vocabulary and these new expressions in your day-to-day English. So please go back and listen to what I've said about background, about the meanings involved here. Imitate me, and then go out and use your English without any fear. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. All right, well, that's it for the 90th episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.